It's a trap! Hello and welcome to Radio TCX, your weekly source for X-Wing news and strategy. I'm Tim Dugan, and I'm joined, as always, by my two co-hosts, John McDermott. Hello, everybody. And Colorado man, Carson Ray. Hey, everybody. It's a great day to talk about X-Wing. Is it a great day, Carson? Yeah, of course. Well, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, Maybe just whatever we want to talk about. Keyforge. Yeah, oh... <laughs> it'll just become a Keyforge podcast again. So for today's episode, we figured we just wrapped up a big series. So we're going to go a little bit more free form for this one. I'm actually terrified right now because um, we actually didn't write an outline for this, which is really not Whoa. normally how we handle this. So I'm kind of terrified right now. We don't need it. Well, I just feel like the conversation is going to go all over the place, which I guess is fine. Um, I'm just going to try and steer it away from us just complaining about not having points for 40 minutes. Valid even though we really should have points. Valid. Okay, I'm, I'm looking at something weird happening in GarageBand right now, so hopefully um, nothing bad happens, Tim, that you have to fix later. Or this might become the true Lost episode. Sure. No, I mean, you know what? Like, life's tough right now, and X-Wing is usually a great distraction, but we got to do what we got to do to get through this. But still, you know, everyone needs a distraction, so we should just, you know, chat about what, what we do enjoy about this great game. Yeah, let's. Uh, we're going to be all over the place with this episode, but uh, let's dive into it and see where the conversation leads us. So, uh, John, before the show started, I thought actually thought this was a pretty good place to start. You were bringing up um, something about how we haven't seen kind of a dramatic change post Worlds for X Wing, and the games our game's now two years old since the release of Second Edition. Yeah, so like Gen Con was kind of the early release of Second Edition back in 2018. And I think, you know, I hadn't played for very long at that point, you know, a couple of years, but it always seemed like there was, you know, a new wave of ships or, you know, new points or new content or something, you know, kind of pretty close post worlds. Worlds used to happen in like May ish, and we'd see, you know, kind of that summer wave like mid to late June. And, you know, between COVID and, you know, events kind of not really happening after worlds, I mean, we had a couple, but we haven't really seen a big uh, shift in the game, you know like in the last six months even. Yeah, it seems like there was kind of a weird pace shakeup. Some of it was intentional, I think, because I know Fantasy Flight was working on, they kind of announced that they were not going to do as many reprints anymore. And so much, I feel like, of the first year of second edition was kind of defined by, it was mostly the content we already knew kind of translated over into second edition. Um, so we didn't really get to start seeing any new, new content until they released the uh, the four new factions. But yeah, then COVID comes into play. So um, I feel like, you know, we've been waiting for new point values, but I never really feel like the point values we got at the beginning of this year ever really had their time. And I feel like that flavors a lot of like the the lack of change post uh, 2019 worlds. Right. And it's tough, too, because, you know, we got those prequel factions and regardless of whether we got points or not in the last couple of weeks, there's still just not much content for those factions. And with people, you know, staying home and social distancing, like not a lot of in-person playing is happening. Um, you know, so you've seen a lot of people turn towards kind of those virtual X-Wing modifications like TTS and Vassal. Um, but, you know, you can't really rely on those to test new content if there's no new content. 
and I will say, you know, I'm not the hugest fan of uh, the digital X-Wing variants, but I really do appreciate no. the people who... I mean, it's it's just a, it feels like a very different game to me. But I really do appreciate the people who are updating those because that is really important to keeping the game alive right now. Because it's really all we've got in a lot of areas. Um, but I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the digital format because I just feel like I, like I part of what I enjoy about the game is that kind of having to evaluate the ranges and looking at the actual tabletop, and it's just basically impossible to truly translate that into the digital format. Right. And one of the things I like about, you know, in-person X-Wing so much is like the like physical psychology of your opponent. Like, you know, you can kind of get a feel for if someone's kind of edgy or nervous or if they're feeling pretty good about a turn. Like, you know, there's a lot you can actually kind of judge about the state of the game based on how your opponent looks, you know, kind of setting a dial or whatever. And you miss that when you're playing on TTS. Hey, uh, Tim, what sort of uh, vibe does John give off when he's playing X-Wing? Uh, <laughs> uh, completely uh, a column, like a pillar, immovable. Uh, <laughs> I it's like impossible to get a read on John while he's playing a game. He looks I, a little mean when, he, when he's playing. <laughs> I think it's he's a little just, scary. No, I think I think me and John. One thing me and John both have in common is that when we're playing X Wing, I feel like our mind is just like on the table. Like we kind of leave our bodies and we're just in the game. Like John, do you feel that way when you're playing X Wing? Oh, every time I play, it's an out of body experience. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like a transcendent, okay. just out, like looking at myself playing X Wing kind of thing. No, I totally get what you're saying. Um, I believe, how did Jackbox describe me? It was a quiet, moody grump, right? I'd say that's how I play X Wing. <laughs> yeah. 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 In role models. <laughs> do you guys? Do you guys feel like you have any tells? Like you do this physical body language thing when something great's happening or something bad's happening? I th- I think I have I have some cues like when I get excited about things I'll te- I'll tend to make a comment not like a obnoxious comment but uh like oh that seems fair you know like that kind of thing oh that seems fair or something I don't think I do anything that gives away my intentions though like I feel like okay. I'm pretty good at the bluffing aspect of it I I think you can tell that I got scared at some point in the game when I just shut up like I'm <laughs> usually pretty chatty and then if something goes really bad and like I'm not quite sure how I'm going to recover from that. I I, I kind of shut up and, and and just start thinking about that. See, I maybe I I'm the exact reverse though cuz I feel like I get more chatty when I get more comfortable. Like if I've had a couple good swings of luck and I'll, then I'll just start to be like more conversational, which is maybe annoying uh because I guess that means that my opponent's not in the best position. Um but I tend yeah. I don't know, I like for games I take seriously. This is true for board gaming too cuz you can tell how serious I take a board game, like how how much I want to win based on how much I talk. Because you guys have played games with me, I'm the chattiest person in the world. Uh, when it's like uh, we're basically just friends, so that you can explain board game rules to people. That's right. and I can just play. That's the same purpose I served in my family too when I was a kid. Because I would just be like, we get a new board game, and they'd be like, oh, this looks fun. We'll play with the pieces while Tim reads the rules. And I did it because I love reading rules. But I think uh, <laughs> I think like for me one of the few things it's not really much of a tell more of like a tick but um if you ever like watch me play on stream and there's a few games of me on stream where you can kind of see like my body on my side of the table I have to stand up absolutely straight because if I lean on the table I'll tap my thumbs on it or if I sit in a chair I will just tap my foot like so fast and it's not like anxiously sure it's not like an anxious feeling it's just like 
I like how, you know, like... No, it's just, like, a crazy person thing. It is. Yeah. It's just crazy. Um, but, like, I like my <laughs> X-Wing games to kind of just, like, move forward. Like, I'll, I've never really accused anyone of slow playing, but, like, my pace of play is just... Well, you play pretty aggressively. I do. My pace of play is pretty quick, so, like... I just like start to get that kind of impatient tick and I'll just start tapping things and I feel like that's more annoying for the other person than anything else. I feel like Carson, you talk too much though, you don't really have that many tells. Well no, no that's that's why it's the that tell when I shut tell? up. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, otherwise I am talking a bunch. Um well, because it's fun and, and that's you know why we go out and play games with people, right? It's you know, that social interaction, right? It's it's fun. It's fun to meet somebody new from wherever. Uh, and it's, you know, fun to have a f- nice competitive match. That social interaction I miss dearly right now. Like, I didn't realize how, how much I liked X-Wing. I mean, honest, I mean, I record an X-Wing podcast every week. So to a certain degree, I'm in the super fan category. But I didn't realize how much I liked playing the game until it's, like, truly been denied from me for several months. Right. Like, not being able to go to a game store or, like... <sighs> okay, so one thing that's, like, been on my mind now is, like, the actual like components of this game, like they're really cool. Like we have these like, you know, cool eight sided dice with cool symbols, like all, all of the um, like acrylic templates that uh, various awesome people make, you know, the storage stuff for all these cool minis. That's awesome. Uh, The minis themselves are awesome. Like just the visual aspect of this game, like in the components, like they're just really nice. Um, So like, that's just, it's fun to use those. Like this is a cool looking game. It's got cool stuff. It's just fun, you know? Yeah, and I was... Cool game. It's got cool stuff. Quote, Carson Ray. (laughs) Carson Ray, 2020. Game has cool stuff. Um, I was kind of remarking the other day, I had pulled out my, um, the alt punch from the few store champs that were able to happen before things got really bad. Um, And, like, those alt punches are so cool. cool. Like, I'm really excited to see more of those, and I was hoping to get a chance to go to a system open and take a crack at those Inferno Squadron ones, but the, the FO ones they had in the Store Champ kits and even the, like, alt arts that they had at Worlds as prizes last year, um, just super cool. And they just add, you know, that extra little, like, special design element to the game that just makes it so much more aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, I really, I really love the art edition. I feel like it's another sad thing about the pandemic stuff going on, too, interrupting the game. is like, I feel like there was so much cool prize support we were kind of expecting because I was really excited about the store champs kit and just like the potential for store championships in the future. Well, hopefully and now- <laughs> they'll go crazy when things do get to open up and we'll just have double or triple uh, price support for a few months. I mean, I-, I like to think that, but I feel like everything else is just going to get pushed back. Like we're going to see right. a whole, we're going to have to by necessity see a restructuring of the way tournaments are done. I was just going to, and who kn- I mean, when, when is the next big tournament going to be, right? Like, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Doesn't seem to be getting any better. Like, we could still be looking at another year plus until we see a major event. I mean, because realistically at this point, like, we have to believe that Worlds isn't going to happen, right? At least in a physical capacity. Absolutely. Well, I mean, they can, they can't play the game digitally, right? So, not officially, because they can't endorse the uh, non-official versions. Right. But, yeah, that's one thing. I'm a little sad right now, too, because I feel like we should be getting, if that's not going to happen, which it doesn't seem like we're going to see world the World Championships happen in October, I really feel like they should have announced that by now. Like, we're starting to cut it very close here because, you know, August, September, October, it's coming up pretty quick. Um, well, Tim, you are um, entering the realm of bummer topics, so I think we should move on. Uh, but good point (laughs) good transition i feel like we've 
we've saved up some bummer topics because we we've tried to avoid them over the last couple months and now we're just kind of at our wits end i mean and there's there's like a line between like being a bummer and just kind of being realistic right i mean that's kind of like where i'm looking at like as disappointing as it is like it's just the reality of what's going on right now yeah i mean it would be cool to see if fantasy flight did come up with some creative solutions for us to still be able to enjoy this game um and practice social distancing well Um, i mean solo play right that's kind of kind of the sure entry point of how we can enjoy the game components without having to gather up in risky situations have you guys played with it yet I've been moving into the new house, so I, all my X-Wing stuff is still packed up at my yeah. old house. So I have not been able to try it out yet, but I am actually pretty excited for it. Um, I just, I'm hoping I can see an iteration that's a little bit further down the road than the first one that came out. Sure. What about you, Carson? Have you tried it? Uh, I have not. Um, I don't really have any good reason why I haven't. It John, you've gotten some time in with it? I've used it a little bit. I mean, but obviously the thing that's missing from it is like the component that makes the game so interesting, and that's the person-to-person interaction. Who always wins? Is it John? Uh, it depends if I'm player A or player B. So, Are you your own worst enemy? Yes. So it's it's a fundamental shift, though, right? Because I was as I was looking at the rules, it's one of those deals where you can enjoy the flight mechanics of X-Wing. Obviously, you lose out on the social component like the bluffing and the predicting your opponent's maneuvers. But you can build, I guess it's essentially a different game built on the flight mechanics of X-Wing, where you could just keep upping the difficulty by just adding more ships and putting more burden on you. Kind of like a solo play, another solo player or a cooperative board game experience where the challenge comes more from having to figure out the environment than actually playing against another human mind. Uh-huh. If I sure. if I like had the patience and the space for it, I'd set up like a solo play and then just like set one side's dials and like go away for like a day so I forgot what I did and then like set the other ones and then just wait another day and then just play it all out. So it would basically take me like okay, so 80 days. This to is something I have been thinking about. If like I set up a mat and you set up a mat and we like give measurements for where we set up everything, in theory we could like, you know, text movements. Yeah, right? I've thought about that too. Like that'd be super sweet because um, I've got a buddy that has um, – a VR headset and I also have a VR headset. I was like, is it possible for us to just like stream our VR headsets together and play X-Wing? Like that'd be super cool. I mean, at that point, I mean, that would be neat, right? It, you'd never, you never get the nuance of it. I mean, X-Wing's already not great as a seriously competitive game. Like it's got some problems of like things getting bumped and little things getting moved. But if you're, if you're playing with, you know, good intentions and you're playing against someone you trust, there should be no problem doing that. Right. 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 I, I I don't really care if my opponent cheats against me at this point. Like if I could play X Wing, <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's the whole point, right? It's just a play. Um, actually, it'd be kind of fun to have like I set up a board and take a picture of it, and then like have even listeners or whatever send in moves. Um, well, it's what I'm so what I'm hoping for from solo. That's solo how I want to see rules. worlds be played. <laughs> Just all <laughs> honor system uh, sending photos to each other. Yeah. And, and yeah, single elimination bracket. Um, single elimination. <laughs> <laughs> and I want it all to be live streamed over the... We, have, we got plenty of time. We can we can start Worlds now and we might finish. <laughs> that's some, that's some top tier competitive here. play right there. Over the next six months, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Let's do it. 
So the thing, so the thing I'm hoping for from solo play, and like it, it seems like a fun um, little experiment or maybe a way to teach someone X-wing um, without having to be directly competitive. I'm hoping this paves the way to a full-on campaign mode because I feel like like a cooperative campaign, a la you know whatever popular co-op games board games you see out there. Um, because I, I feel like the rule set, if it's refined, it could be used that way. Um, and that would kind of solve the cooperative problem because I feel like um, even the multiplayer expansion, the Epic Battle stuff, it's all framed in a competitive mindset, which is not really what I'm looking for. Like even if it's 2v2, I want true co-op where we're all on the same side and we're playing against the game. And I, I mostly I'm sad because when I heard that these were the alpha version of the rules, that kind of told me that like, oh, there must not be anything in the pipeline right now. Because I was like, oh, there's always the potential they're working on a co-op campaign in the near future, but it looks like if they're just working on the alpha rules for this, if they'd use that, we're a little down the road from a real co-op camp. Well, why aren't you making a co-op <laughs> campaign, Tim? Because I had to replan my wedding. Be the change you <laughs> wish to see in the world. <laughs> I've got I've got a couple months here to replan my wedding for uh, to accommodate the pandemic, so <laughs> that's going to be most of my attention until October 2nd, and then about two weeks I'll be playing Squadrons. And then once I get exhausted of that, then I can make the co-op campaign. And maybe we'll be into beta f- solo flight Hey, wait. Rules. This is actually a really important question. Is Squadrons going to have VR? Or is it going to be on VR? Uh, yeah, yes. it's cross. Yep. It's going to be cross-platform. Okay, I just got a lot more excited. Is uh, it, Wait, is the multiplayer going to be cross-platform? Uh, I believe so. Really? I know I know you can play the full game in VR. I could be wrong. I don't know. I haven't done like a ton of research into Squadrons yet. Like... I'm trying to get myself hyped up for it, but there's a couple of video games between now and then that I'm more excited for. Right. So I know I know they said you can play the game fully in VR. Mm-hmm. So um, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, <laughs> I feel like hopefully if uh, if you can play like in VR, Beat Saber like, is already like the best Star Wars VR game, um, <laughs> and it's not even Star Wars. Right. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, Squadrons VR, that sounds awesome. I do like that for Squadrons, you actually have the option to play a campaign as an Imperial player. Like, that doesn't just convert to being a rebel. Because that was, like, the biggest letdown of Battlefront 2. Just just be a rebel, John. No. It's way better. <laughs> well, not. No. There's, there's cool stuff, man. The uh, TIE Fighter uh, PC game was way better than the X-Wing game. The Empire did nothing way wrong. <laughs> they brought education Jeez. and success to the planets that they peacefully occupied now john do you think you're actually going to get to play as an imperial the whole time or do you think they'll do that to us again like will you get a full half of the campaign as just an imperial and you play as an imperial to the bitter end my understanding watching the playthrough video was that it like will switch between so like you'll do missions as the imperial squadron and then you might do some as the rebel squadron i think again could be wrong but i'd prefer if you could just play it you know one way or the other Still probably not going to be as exciting as Stardew Valley, though. Am I right? <laughs> or uh, Animal Crossing, Carson. Get with the times. I kind of gave up on Animal Crossing. I just I ran my course with it, and now it's just not as interesting anymore. Um, I've been very busy as of late with the house projects, but I have made time to buy turnips and uh, resell them over Facebook pages to get insane <laughs> amounts of bells. Fair. And that's basically the only thing I do anymore. <laughs> Gosh, what a boomer. I have, uh, I, I'm on the verge of starting to repaint X-Wing models, though. I feel like I'm close. Really? 
Yeah, so I got I have brushes now and some pretty basic paints. I just had a friend uh, teach me how to like generally paint miniatures because I'd never done that before. So All we right, had a water, board game. Water down your paints. Yes, yeah, that was okay. lesson number one. Lots of layers, water them down. It um, took me too many years to learn that lesson. See, and I, so I was always, one of the reasons I loved X-Wing was because they came pre-painted and I was not interested in painting miniatures at all. But after learning how to like paint and doing it for a few hours, it's really relaxing. It is. Like I, I was shocked like because I had been pretty stressed out and we set up this thing to learn and I started painting uh, a miniature from Quirky Circuits, which is a board game mm-hmm. I really like. And uh, yeah, you just like suddenly like two, two, three hours have washed away and you've just been painting your little robot dog. It was pretty awesome. Well, and I love painting too because like it's an activity you can do at night because it doesn't require a ton of brain power. So like you don't get all like wired up while you're doing it, which is super nice. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I'll hang out with Anna and then she'll go to bed and, you know, it might be like nine thirty, ten o'clock and I'll sit down and paint, you know, two, three minis and then, you know, it's a good night. And you're calm, right. It's not like... Um watching tv or something before you go to sleep because then you just get kind of wired by anything that really right. engages you a lot yeah i've been doing a lot of and the fumes probably well, when i started uh painting next thing i was a little nervous because they're kind of small for miniatures um but because you know they're you know big spaceships that they're representing like actually like the level of detail for it to look pretty good um is not that hard to do well, and they have, um, it, like, does the the wear down aesthetic of a lot of Star Wars ships help too? Where like you don't have to do it great because you can just do a wash or whatever and make it look kind of right. Rough. Mm-hmm. There's there's a reason most of my scum ships are repainted. And my <laughs> Empire ships are not. <laughs> well, see, I gotta like start by just like painting our logo on stuff. I feel like that'll be the uh, way I justify it right away. Giant radio TCX astromech. You just gotta get some like water slide decals. You can get custom. What is that? Like the like decals that you just you have to like cut out and then you get them wet and then I think some people use like a special sealant like it's really popular for like 40k minis and stuff like that like miniature armies um, and then they just like they seal and they dry onto the you know model or ship or whatever you're doing and then it's just like a decal. Oh, cool! And they conform to whatever the space is. Mm-hmm. That's pretty right. I use them a lot for my 40k minis. Uh. I, I've used some 40K transfers on some X-Wing ships. It, it's pretty nice, actually. Uh, just put some runes on there or something. There, uh, it'd be uh, cool if we could get some of those made and give them out. There was someone local, maybe it was right after the Reaper came out, I think. So it was about two years ago that did the um, Twin Cities X-Wing logo as water slide decals and did like a custom order of those. Um, so there's still oh, some people yeah. out there that I have, remember that. that have some. I have a sheet or two, and I just don't know where they are, but... Um, those are pretty sweet. The I bet so the uh, imp, like the solar panels on like Tie Fighters would probably be really receptive, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. To decals, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean X wings have their S foil wings. There's a lot of, I mean, large ships they're great for. Uh, I know I have some of my Shadowcasters. I've ever showed you guys, or have you seen my Shadowcaster repaint that has the shield logo on it? The shield, like Agents of Shield. Yeah, logo? that's like the only ship I've ever okay. repainted. What? Was, wait, why did you put the shield logo on it? Uh, because I think I just. I don't think I have. Seen I'd been that. watching the show, and like the first like couple seasons of that show were really good, and like the middle of the Shadowcasters a perfect circle, so like it just worked out, and I didn't have to like draw it or anything. I was able to just pretty much freehand it, and it turned out pretty good. I'll send you guys a picture of it. Yeah, you should post that on the uh, Facebook page when this episode goes up too. Yeah, I'll do that. 
And Carson, give us your best repaint too. So, guys, what should I repaint if I repaint it uh, a ship from X Wing? Like, what's the first one I should start with? You should paint a B Wing. Yeah, B Wing. Oh, I should paint a B Wing. A green B Wing. Do one of the moving ones, though, so no. it's cooler. Okay, try again. <laughs> try again? Oh. <laughs> Uh, neon orange. That's cool. <laughs> Gross. Red. Red makes everything go faster. That's a fact. Red, white, and blue. Hamilton Let's style. Go Broncos. Have you repainted like a Broncos X-wing or something? Uh, I have not. No. Okay. You put the like the Colorado flag logo thing on stuff, right? Uh, no. That was uh, Dutch had it on a bunch of his stuff. Oh, because. <laughs> I remember you gave me a um a 3D printed uh ship holder. I think that Ken Cho had made. For oh you. yeah, yeah, yeah. That and had the had, Mile High Squadron one on it. Yeah, yeah, and it had the C on the middle. And I was like, oh, Carson gave me to this, but it's got his initial on it. I did. I was not familiar with the. the yeah, the, the state sort of named after me. Actually, <laughs> it's a little known secret. <laughs> and TCX stands for uh, Twin Cities Colorado X Wing. Uh, <laughs> not a lot of people know that. Tim Carson John with an X. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of people know John's name is spelled with an X at Sean. the start. Sean. It's the non-conventional spelling of it. Oh, here's the question I really want to know from you guys. Do you think we should have named the show TCX Radio? No. I like Radio TCX way better. It's way cooler, right? I'm pretty sure the other way was my idea, and then you said it this way, and I was like, yeah, that's better. (laughs) That's kind of what I'm known. I'm I'm pretty sure that's exactly how that conversation went. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm most known for on this podcast is taking things you say and then just saying them better afterwards. Like, you originate the ideas, and then I kind of refine them. I mean, like, isn't that how we pick our topic every week? Like, Carson has an idea, and then Tim just has a better idea? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's more I just turn it into something usable. <laughs> I think it's just that you like saying no, and then when Tim says something the same, you say yes. <laughs> I think it's more of a, uh, Carson, you have a lot of high concept ideas, and um, I really need to put things on paper, so if I can't put them in an outline, I have to change them. Like, I have no choice. <laughs> I'm just here to play both sides. I don't care what we do. <laughs> All right, so so every week, I type out, like, bullet point notes, and then Tim retypes them into paragraphs. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually true. That is actually what happens. <laughs> They'll just say things like, I don't know, if we're talking about X-Wings, it'll just say things like, Wedge Antilles, good shooter. Like, what am I supposed to I'm do right. with well, that? <laughs> And I have some sort of paragraph in my head about that. But. <laughs> you need to let, let us inside. No, nobody wants inside that. All right, here's the real... Is this episode going to be worse than the last episode or about no, the park? No, honestly, I feel like there's we started off here. pretty strong. There's definitely content here. Should we do some restaurant recommendations while we're here? (laughs) There's just just like a 12-minute stinger on the end of this one. The rest is good. (laughs) I feel like this whole episode is stinger. Like maybe I'll just do three minutes, play the outro music, and then just play the rest of it. There you go. (laughs) Oh, I got a restaurant recommendation. How about that? You ready? Oh, let's do it. Yeah, so uh, 
for those of you who are local in the Twin Cities, uh, there's a new brewery in Invergrove, uh, conveniently called Invergrove Brewing, and uh, they have really good food. I was just there this weekend, and it's like the second or third time I've gone, and they have a bunch of like um, kind of craft beers from other local breweries. They have like a small handful of their own like home brews, but a lot of it is other local stuff. So pretty cool place. You should stop in and check it out if you're in the uh, Invergrove area. Will do. That sounds great. I just wanted to, I just wanted to clarify though. Did you say it was called Invergrove Brewering? I don't think so. Okay. Invergrove it's Brewing. Brewery. Yeah. Or brewing. Brewing. Oh, brewing. Invergrove okay, Brewing. Cool. I heard brewing. So I might have. I'm gonna edit it to make it sound Sorry. like you said that. Maybe. No, it's fine. <laughs> I control reality. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've reached a point where we can probably call this episode. We got, this will probably end up being like 20 minutes of content, right? That's pretty good. It's pretty close, yeah. I mean, we wrapped up, I guess, a seven-part series where they were all like 45 minutes long. So I feel like we were justified in having a little little bit of a shorter episode. Uh, shout out to Paul Olson, who uh, gave me and John the original topic idea for this episode. And then Carson shot it down, so that's why we ended up talking about what we did. I mean, I never wanted it. I never wanted to talk about Paul's idea, so <laughs> we'll save it. Maybe it'll come up in the future sometime. I thought it was a good idea. That's because you love talking about first edition. I do You're love part talking of the about problem it. too. Those were my glory days. That was when I had a chance. Let to be great. The past die. <laughs> Let it die, Tim. You're right. Got to listen to Kylo. I'm a first order guy now. Carson, did you have a shout out you wanted to give? All right, so before we go, I do want to just do a quick shout-out to um, the Veteran Instincts subgroup of the 186 Squadron. Lloyd and Paul have done a great job putting up great games of X-Wing up on YouTube. You can only play X-Wing digitally right now. For some people, that works great. But you know, for me, I honestly would just prefer watching games of X-Wing right now. So go over to YouTube, look up Veteran Instincts. They got a lot of great games out there. It's a great way to keep yourself entertained and focus on X-Wing. Another great way to keep yourself entertained and vaguely focused on X-Wing is to listen to this podcast. Uh, we thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like the show, please go on to facebook.com slash RadioTCX and like our Facebook page. If you really like the show, consider going on iTunes and leaving the podcast a five-star review, saying what specifically you liked and why you think other people should listen. And if you want to support the show directly, please consider going on to patreon.com slash radio TCX and becoming a supporter of the show today. It really means so much to us. Again, folks, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week. About first edition. Never. Lloyd and Paul have been doing a great job of putting games of X-Wings. <laughs> games of X-Wings. <laughs> yeah, That's like my mom describing it. <laughs> Are you boys done with your games of X-Wings yet?